JPEGs and RAW files are necessary in photography. Today, I'll be unpacking what each of those are, why they are necessary, and sharing use cases for each of the file types. At the end, I'll be sharing my thoughts on where photography is going and how you can stay involved with good practices to increase your business or even start one. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Free Will Photos Podcast with Chris Scott, where I help new photographers overcome photography equipment, editing applications, and creative blocks so you can go further in your photography journey. Tune in every Monday and Friday for the most recent show. If you want to get in contact with me and ask a very specific question, send me an email at freewillphotos at gmail.com. Now let's get into today's episode. So... Before I get too far into the content of today's episode, all I want to do is help people understand the difference between a raw file and a JPEG file. I do have some personal uh, information in here about how I I use JPEGs out of the camera and things of that sort. Doesn't mean that it's going to be right for everyone. So hopefully this episode helps clarify some things for anyone who doesn't know the difference between a raw and a jpeg file uh, and then also how to use either one of these in a creative way that gets your artistic view out so let's just go ahead and dive right in the first question i have is well what the heck is a raw file right think of raw like a piece of meat if you're into eating meat uh, or a vegetable that you get out of the garden it's straight from the original source and then you're ready to go into the kitchen and start cooking it up well a raw file is similar in that for photography what you do with it is you get an original image straight out of camera unedited doesn't have any sort of decisions made other than what the decisions were in the camera allowing you to capture the light as it hit the subject. That's it. It's just a reference file with a bunch of information in it. Well, you have to then take that file and put it into a post-processing software. A raw image is a highly, or it's an uncompressed version of your camera settings saved onto your memory card. That's all it is. So because you have this uncompressed information, that means you have a lot of detail. You have a lot of information uh, really in the tonal values of your surrounding or whatever it is that you took a picture of. So if you have a high contrast scene where the darks are really dark and the, the brights are really bright, what you're going to find is a JPEG will throw away some of that information, whereas a raw file will retain as much of that information as can be rendered into your camera sensor and all based off of what your settings in your camera are. A raw file also comes with some cool things that you can do in post-production, such as changing the camera profile. If you're familiar with your camera, uh, there should be an option in camera to change it from maybe a standard pro profile to a portrait profile or a landscape profile or a vivid profile, something of that sort, maybe even a monochrome uh, profile. In a raw file, after you've taken the image, when you go back to your computer, 
none of those decisions are baked into your photo, which means you can change those profiles should you want to. And it's really those profiles help determine the tonal value of your image. Raw files, if, if you don't get anything else out of raw files, it helps you choose your tonal value of your image. That's that's really about it. There are some other options or some other benefits to shooting raw, uh, such as correcting your white balance. My recommendation is get your white balance correct in camera and then just change the uh, color cast in your image once you get into your photo editing software. Now, in cases where you just cannot seem to get the right white balance, then absolutely photograph in raw so you can change it appropriately uh, in Kelvin degrees in your post-processing software. These raw files, they contain a lot of information. They're uncompressed, uh, unlike a JPEG that is a compressed image. This compression or the lack of compression allows for your shadows and your highlights to retain more information. This is why a lot of professionals like to use raw images so they can edit them in post-processing software like Lightroom. When you get the photo into Lightroom, you also have some other features available. You can change your color or your camera profile. You can add a little bit finer detail of sharpening and a few other items that can be changed, uh, calibration, color calibration, things of that sort. These are not options that you have available with a JPEG. So if you're looking to take your editing process a little bit further, then a raw file will absolutely help you with that. The downside to a raw file is it has to be processed. There's no getting around it. And depending on your ability to process an image, you may not be able to get the artistic look you're going for because you're just not familiar with using uh, post-processing software. This is a real challenge that everyone goes through when they get into photography. Should I shoot RAW or should I shoot JPEG? Now that you know what a RAW photo is, let's go into a JPEG. Most of you have probably already heard about JPEGs and you know exactly what they are. They are probably one of the more commonly used file types when it comes to sharing and creating images. JPEGs are smaller, but they contain less information than a RAW file because of the compression. If you're shooting JPEG straight out of the camera, what ends up happening is your camera throws away a lot of that tonal value and information about the light as it's interacting with the subject. The concept behind this is that you don't need the information and the algorithmic process that's built into Canon, uh, Nikon, and all these other camera manufacturers out there, they believe that their algorithm renders the best color and it gives you the opportunity to stay 100% engaged with photographing the scene. And then what you see on the back of the camera is essentially what you get in the computer. Whereas with a raw file, what you see on the back of the camera may not be what you end up getting in the computer. And what I found in my experience of editing raw photos, 
almost every raw editor renders the raw files differently. So when I put a raw image into Lightroom, it comes out differently than when I put an image into On One, or when I put an image into Capture One. Uh, like, I don't know why it is. Even Luminar uh, seems to render raw images a little bit differently. And you just have to play with that. Find a program that renders the raw image originally. This is without any processing, just opening up the program. If you go into On One, there's less contrast in the image. So it, you have to edit it a little bit further. With Lightroom, it automatically applies sharpening, which I believe that there's also some algorithm in there to apply a little bit more contrast and saturation because the pictures seem to be a little bit more lively upon loading them into Adobe Lightroom. And then Luminar, the pictures, or at least for me, my raw images seem to be a little bit more vibrant, which I'm okay with. I just have to understand the editing software that I'm in. And this is kind of the challenge between a raw photo and a JPEG photo. JPEGs, because the color profile is built in, the white balance is already dialed in, and the colors are pretty much locked. Uh, and I shouldn't say locked, but the colors are defined as this is the value in the RGB mixer. Well, the programs can read that a lot easier because there's no decisions that the program has to make on what information to display. It just reads the file and says, oh, here's all the information I need to know about this type of file or this file. And then it displays it for you. So those are kind of the, the differences between a JPEG and a RAW. And I mean, JPEGs are obviously smaller. So that's a benefit. You don't have to worry about using up a whole lot of space. Uh, if you want to shoot faster because your subject is just moving a lot and your camera shutter speed uh, or frames per second just isn't, it doesn't keep up as well. Um, and you need to snap off a series of images. Shooting in JPEG allows you to fill up the, or it reduces the time to fill up the buffer. I don't know. You can get more shots before your camera starts to slow down. When you shoot in RAW, uh, you can't get as many photos in succession when you're holding down the shutter button and you're snapping away. The downside to using a JPEG file is all of those features that were inside of a RAW photo, you don't get that opportunity to edit. And for me, I think that's okay. Recently, my computer has been giving me some challenges when it comes to screen recording. Uh, which in turn kind of forced me into a mobile solution. Uh, I have the iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to dive in and commit to learning this mobile solution. Well, I didn't plan ahead when I purchased my iPad Pro. Instead, I bought a 64 gigabyte version of the iPad Pro, which not a problem, not, not hating on that, but you can see where my problem lies. If I shot only raw, and if I were to put an entire session onto my iPad, I would run out of memory really fast. However, shooting in, in JPEG allows me to edit my files, 
and then send them off to a client or post them to my cloud, whatever. And then I can remove them from my iPad all while still keeping the original JPEG without the edits on the SD card until I get home. I guess I should have mentioned this was this this is all while I'm on location. I can photograph the entire session, take the JPEGs, dump them into my iPad, make edits to them and deliver to clients or family members or whomever I'm going to send these photos to. Super super fast saves me a lot of time when I get home. Now, I shoot both RAW and JPEG, but I edit mostly on my JPEG images. The reason for this is I, I shoot a mirrorless camera, so I'm not afraid that my exposure isn't going to come out the way that I expected to, and I've gotten fairly familiar with the Canon JPEG files that come out of the camera, so I've adjusted the way that I photograph to get the file that I need to edit. It's just a personal workflow. And one of the benefits to sticking with one camera, I guess, I used to shoot Nikon and I love the files that I get out of the Nikon. I switched over to the EOS R in December of 2019 and I've been using the EOS R all the way up until I just got the R6 uh, about two, three weeks ago. And I've gotten very familiar with those files, it doesn't take long to, to learn a, or at least it didn't take me long. Uh, and I don't think it, it'll take long for many people. It is going to take some commitment. You're going to have to sit there and mess around with your edit style and figure out how you want to get the photos to look when you actually take them. So my recommendation, photograph things around your house in different lighting conditions, and then edit those photos with your presets and then tweak your presets until you finally get the look that you're going for and just understand what it took in your camera settings to capture that image so hopefully when you go back into a scene and a scenario like that you know which what your cameras or what your profiles will do so when you go back to that scene in your computer You'll know what your presets are doing, and then you can edit those accordingly. I love being able to export straight from my camera over the Bluetooth connection or Wi-Fi connection straight into my iPad, edit the photos, and then upload the images to my Zenfolio account where I can share that out with all of the clients. Editing JPEGs has saved me so much time in my office at the house. To the point that when I shot my last mini session about two weeks ago, give or take, I was able to post-process all of those images, the, the four or five images that I was delivering. I was able to post-process them and deliver them to the clients in between the other clients that were showing up. In between my clients, I was able to finish all of those images before I left because they were all on my iPad. And I went ahead and uh, saved them into separate files on my iPad. So all I had to do when I got home, because the location I had, I didn't have internet uh, to upload them. All I had to do when I got home was send those to my Zenfolio account 
straight off of my iPad. I was in my office for maybe 10 minutes. Uh, and that was just because I had to wait for each of the files to upload and then go to the next portfolio or I'm sorry, the next client gallery and upload the images for that client. And I think there was eight clients or nine clients. Can't remember exactly, but you get the picture. I would not have been able to do that if I shot raw only. And then I had to come home and edit the photos uh, or I threw the raw images onto my iPad and I took the time to edit those photos. I understand there is a need to edit a raw photo at times. I believe that in most portrait photography, and I know that there's going to be a lot of people who disagree with me and that's okay. But in most portrait photography, you can get away with shooting JPEGs. The exposure that you're going for Unless you're doing like a an environmental JPEG, or I'm sorry, an environmental photo shoot, the exposure you get out of a JPEG is going to be enough to generate the skin tone. It's going to be enough to get the surrounding area because really, and you know, for my artistic style, if I'm shooting a portrait, I don't care about the stuff around the 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 subject as much. I in fact. Usually I uh, grab an adjustment brush and I lower the exposure on it or I blur it a little bit further by taking away some of the clarity or the sharpness around it. So if I don't care about that information, shooting it in raw is just adding extra time because it doesn't matter to me when the the camera is being because I do shoot in aperture priority. Uh, or sometimes I shoot in FV mode, um, depending on what my light looks like. And I have control over the settings of the camera so I can expose for my subject the way that I expect to see my subject, which is all I really care about in a portrait photo. So I don't see the value personally in shooting in RAW when I know that I'm just going to, uh, in some way, destroy the things that are around the subject so I can make my subject pop. Case in point, shooting in RAW requires more editing from me to get to a end result that I want to deliver to the client. Whereas shooting in JPEG, I can edit it on the tablet, throw a profile in there. And yes, sometimes I still have to go and do some local adjustments, uh, but it doesn't take that long especially in Lightroom, I just use radial filters uh, and it's already baked into my presets in most of them. So all I have to do is go over there, move them around and I'm done. I'm doing that. I think it took me all of seven minutes per uh, shoot to deliver four to five images. That's it. Now, obviously, that was a mini session that worked out, but I was on location. So it wasn't like I was losing time with my family when I got home. Like, all right, I got to edit these sessions now because uh, that gets old. I'll be real with you. That gets old. It's nice to be able to edit JPEGs on the mobile device, deliver them to the client and then go on about your day. Now, obviously, there's going to be times when your exposure doesn't look right in the JPEG. This happens far less with mirrorless cameras. Uh, with my DSLR, 
that happen a lot. But with mirrorless cameras, I'm looking at the exposure simulation through the EVF or on the back of the screen. As I'm making adjustments, I can see what this is going to look like. And that's that's what I get. So it builds a level of confidence in me that I got the exposure the way that I wanted to get it in camera. And now I can go ahead and render my final photo. Now, when I'm photographing something like still life or uh, detail shots, macro photography, I enjoy shooting in raw for that type of stuff. There's a value in shooting raw and things where you you're going to be enhancing uh, little details later and having that information to recall, it does make a difference, but not so much in portraits. At least that's what I found. Obviously, there's going to be some people who say, nope, you absolutely want to shoot in raw with portraits. And then if you're already working with presets, why don't you just throw a preset on and then you'll be good to go. Uh, and the argument that I have with that is the presets that I have work really well for raw photos, but I dialed them in for JPEG specifically to sometimes I can throw a prof or a preset onto my JPEG images and be done. So literally done in one tap on my iPad, synchronize those. And then I just filter through those images and see where I need to make corrections or adjustments. And it's usually only in one to two areas, depending on what I shot. So I'm gonna leave it there today. And I know that I've said a lot about JPEGs and RAWs, and this was really just more of my thoughts on the two file formats. Absolutely not against RAW photos. Just understand when you get a raw photo, you are asking for more time to edit. If time doesn't matter to you and your end result matters more, then I think you're going to want to stick with raw photos because you're going to be able to get a great end result with raw photos. However, I found a way for me personally to really learn a creative style with JPEGs that increases my workflow and brings me more satisfaction in what I'm doing with my work. So hopefully that made sense to someone out there. And if it did, awesome. If it didn't, I apologize and hope that you uh, hang out with me on the next episode. But I'm gonna leave it there. So until the next time, I want you guys to stay inspired and keep creating. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As mentioned at the top of the show, if you would like to ask a very specific question, send an email to freewillphotos at gmail.com, or you can leave a message on the freewillphotosanchor.fm page. Both links are listed in the show notes. I'm always looking for guests to be part of the show. So if you would like to join me in discussing any topic related to photography, send me an email. As always, I want you to stay inspired and keep creating.